This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Well, thank you so much, Sid. Hello, everyone. I'm Donna Chavis. Thank you so much for joining us today for Messianic Vision. Our guest is co-pastor, along with her husband, Hank, of Lord of Hosts Church in Omaha, Nebraska. She's also a dynamic speaker and best-selling author. So let's get started. Please welcome Brenda Kuhneman. Hi, Brenda. Hi. So good to be with you, Donna. And what a thrill today just to be with you and on this program. I just believe this is going to be so life-changing for everybody that's joining us today. I certainly do, too. I have read your brand-new book. This is one that people will pick up over and over and over again when they need something in the morning to just lift their day or when they need something in the evening before they're going to bed. So I'm so excited. It's called Daily Decrees for Family Blessing and breakthrough. Brenda, why did you write this book? Why why this book and why now? Well, I think, uh, let's just talk first of all about just the timing of the book. And I just think it's been such a God thing because, you know, obviously as we're looking around us in our culture right now and society, we're seeing how much the family structure is under attack. I mean, you can just begin with, you know, how marriages are under attack, yes. whether it be, you know, because of the pressures of life or, you know, just the enticements of the age, you know, marriage is being redefined politically, children are under attack. And, and uh, we'll talk about that maybe a little bit more as we get into this. But I really, really feel so strongly that the timing of this to have a tool that people can just keep with them And I like to say it's easy to use, you know, easy as getting up and taking your vitamins in the morning and not something that, you know, it takes you, you know, an hour to do. It's just a simple spiritual workout where people can build faith for their family. Yes. And I feel like this is the time that our faith needs to be heightened, whether it be for marriages, whether it be the finances of the household, it might be prodigal children. You know, I know a lot of families who have children. In fact, we get so many prayer requests that come into our ministry of people that will say, you know, I have children, they're away from God. My adult children, I raised them in church, but they're away from God. And it's so disheartening to so many parents. Well, I want to give people a tool that they can use their um, declaration of faith to stand as an intercessor in between heaven, in between hell, and on this earth, in boldness, and declare for their family and say, no, devil, you are not going to have my children. You're not going to have my marriage. You're not going to come ransack our household with poverty and lack. You're not going to do that. You're not going to steal our peace. So the reason I put this book together, because, and, and it's really true, the time when we feel the most powerless is when we're under some form of attack. And Mm -hmm. that's when people sometimes, and, and we've all probably can say we've been guilty of this at some time or another, is we tend to revert to speaking negatively uh, whenever we're under some kind of trial. Yes. And so this is what happens sometimes in households. Well, what are we going to do about that bill? You know, what are we going to do about, you know, that child or this situation or that sickness or that diagnosis? What are we going to do about that? Uh, And it's easy to just talk what we feel in the moment. And so I wanted to put a book together so that when people feel that sense of attack in their life or their family, their household or their marriage, they can grab a book, pick it up, open it, and put that declaration out into the atmosphere and the realm of the spirit and not allow, not give the devil any place, Yes. but to be able to speak the opposite and declare something, and it'll come to pass in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes. And and you encourage people, and you give them this tool so that they can go ahead and, and get used to doing this and practice this and make it a part of their life when the times are good 
so that when they're not, it's a natural part of their life for them to reach for it and to speak it and to say it and to declare it. Absolutely. And I, I really do feel that. And I think, you know, we talk a lot in Christian circles about the power of words, about the power of declaration. It's, it's something that we know, but I still love what you said about that. It's something we have to practice so that in times of trouble, you know, it's just you think about a military soldier. Yes. They train them to handle and manage their weapon and their uniform, their gear, everything that they're given so that they're ready for the battle before the battle ever ensues. And yes. so this is so important. And I think still, honestly, we, even though we know it as a truth, sometimes, Donna, we underestimate the power of our oh, own words. Yes. We you know, we don't, I think, I think we know it in theory, but do we really have faith in the power of our own declaration? You know, I was, again, I go back to that scripture in the book of James, which is so powerful. I know we read a lot about the tongue in that chapter in James 3, but it's, it uses the phrase, and I, this hit me just a couple of months ago, where it says in verse 6, it says that our tongue has the ability to defile the whole body. Wow. And when I think about that, I, I, I just, I, I had to let that sink in for just a sure. minute. Because I thought, could it be that some of the conditions that we have in our own physical being, whether it be emotional or, um, you know, sickness, diseases, ailments, these types of aches, pains, could it be that some of those things come from the way we talk? It says it, defi it uses specifically the word body. So it mm -hmm. defiles, or one, I think, translation says it corrupts the entire body. Yes. So just thinking about what we say, and then, of course, it says it sets nature in motion. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. this is how powerful that our mouth is. And sometimes people feel so helpless about family situation. This is what's oh. it's the family that's near and dear to most people's hearts. Right, and right. So, if if people could fix their family, most people would say, you know what, life is good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it's true. It's that's very personal. I mean, it, it does. It it touches your heart. We have so many things around us. We have school. We have church. We have work. But man, your family. Ooh, nothing can touch you quicker and deeper than your family, right? Let me let me ask you it's this question true. as we start talking about, oh my goodness, I, I loved the fact that you just talked about a soldier because that soldier gets up and the, the name of your book is Daily Decrees for Family Blessing and Breakthrough. That soldier gets up every single day and goes through his maneuvers. Even though there may not be a war ensuing, he goes through them. So the moment that there's any kind of attack, he does it automatically. Man, it's just right there. Correct. He doesn't have to look for his tools or his weapons. But let me ask you this, Brenda. We're talking about words. We're talking about decrees. What is the difference between a decree and just our mere words? Well, I think uh, here's what's important. Now, words are always important. So I think you can't even step into talking about decrees. And I would just encourage every listener Spend some time reminding yourself about the power of the tongue. You know, God, great. When he created human beings, he gave their mouth creative power. Death and life are in the power. It doesn't say of your foot or your elbow. Mm -mm. It says it's in the power of the tongue. So we need to really absorb. Jesus said we'll give an account for every idle word that comes from our mouth. By our words, we're justified or condemned. So we first have to understand, the, before we can even understand the power of a decree, you have to first just understand the human ability to speak words and how powerful they are, whether they be positive you know, or whether they be negative. A decree um, is words. Yes, it's, it's the same thing as words, but a decree is a command. So, you know, we're conversing yes. here, but there wasn't any commanding of each other happening. We're just having a conversation. Those are still powerful because you can build each other up. People can tear each other down with words. But a, a decree is if you think of a king, um, because decree isn't something that maybe we use in our, you know, modern legal terms as much as it right. was an older term. 
um, that we'd see in Scripture. A decree is pretty much something that's written into law that um, you can't change. Um, it's been commanded mm-hmm. and demanded. And so when we speak something, when Jesus spoke to the wind and Mark the fourth chapter, he was decreeing, wind, cease, be still. Um, when Jesus spoke to the fever that was on Peter's mother-in-law in uh, Matthew the eighth chapter, he commanded, he rebuked the fever, he commanded it to leave her. Uh, when Jesus cast out demons, he commanded, demanded. So he made declarations and he gave an order. And so when, so bringing this around to our own life, when we make a decree, for example, maybe somebody got a bill in the mail that, and in fact, I feel like this applies to somebody right now. There's some medical bills that you're you're just drowning in trying to figure out how to get those turned around. Well, when we have something like that, and and if this applies to someone who's listening right now, I want you to just take this in your spirit. When we take those bills and we say, right now, bills, I command you, I decree every one of these shall be paid. They'll be paid in full. I command every demon spirit that would continue to try to drive this family into household debt through these medical bills. I say right now in the name of Jesus, these get paid supernaturally. I speak provision. I speak increase. I speak favor. And I say bills be paid. When we take words to that level, we're now decreeing something that we are telling the enemy that he cannot come in to alter. Yes. We're putting up, it's like Newton's law. If you think of it, you know, you put something in motion. We don't realize our words have the power to stop the enemy in his tracks. So when we decree something, we say no to the devil. Get your hands off my children. I say you cannot touch them. I say they will serve God. Their destiny will never be aborted. They will not die prematurely. They will live long and strong and healthy and whole. When we make those declarations, we don't realize that we are decreeing or declaring something that the devil cannot alter. Yes. And if it's in agreement with the Word of God, which is already a declaration of the law of God, when we get and we align our decrees, which and that's something I'm very careful about in the book, is to write the decrees in such a way they are in agreement with Scripture. Yes. So we are taking our words, because that's what the Bible says. The angels, the Scripture says in Psalm 103 that the angels do the Word of God. So when we come in alignment with God's Word and we declare something, we have to realize that the enemy has no power to alter what we've declared. Yes. Yes, that is so exciting. You you mentioned the prophet Elijah in your book, and he was quoted as saying, at my word, at my word. Yes. He was speaking, so at my word. He had the confidence, which is something that, that I love that you instill in the people that will read this, the confidence to know, okay, I have read this. I have read the word. I have seen that it lines up with the word, and now I am speaking it. How important is that for us to have confidence that when we decree it, we know that it carries power? Well, I'll I'll just go back to something that you said earlier and w- just a few minutes ago that uh, it comes by practice. You won't have confidence in your word if your practice has been to just speak negatively or don't decree at all. Think about going back to the soldier. <laughs> it was a really it's a good example. It is use. a good one. Yes, he's not going to have he's not going to have exam- uh, uh, confidence to pull his weapon against the enemy if he's never practiced with it. So it's something that we have to practice. You may not start out with that confidence, but the more you do it, the more you build confidence, especially when, and that's one of the reasons in the book I put a scripture with all of these decrees. Yes, you did. I want people to have, and there's so many scriptures that apply to so many of them, (laughs) but I want people to have a verse so that they can hold on to one scripture and maybe be inspired to dig up some other scriptures that go along with that. But I think it is so important for people to build that in their spirit. And and so, yes, it definitely comes by practice. If we're mm-hmm. going to build that confidence. And it's interesting to me that Elijah said, at my word. He didn't even say at God's word. He said at my word. He had a confidence of his own speaking. 
that if he said something, and I, I really believe this when it comes to the prophetic, God and the prophetic work together. So, you know, when we align ourselves with God, we can be so in one with him that we speak something and God honors it. And so my point is you will get confidence in your words when you speak them and you put them out in the realm of the spirit, but we have to practice it. And Brenda, you encourage people to speak out loud. A decree is not something you just think or you think about it and hope for. It's something you speak out loud. And to me, there is something when I am reading these decrees in your book, honestly, I do get confidence from that because decreeing and knowing that it's lining up with the word and I'm feeling the words come out of my mouth and I'm hearing them with my ears and it does give you confidence as you're speaking that. Brenda, let's talk about our families. The family structure is is under attack, isn't it? it? It absolutely is. It's under attack from the culture. It's under attack from the enticements of this age. You know, Jesus talked about lusts of other things coming in to choke. Um, people are under more pressure. It's interesting. We have cell phones to make life easier, and we're busier, all of us, than we've ever been. <laughs> yes. You know, <laughs> you feel like you have to be on call 24 and 7 because you have a phone next to you. Um, so it's just one of those things that uh, life, that the, the heightening of pressure has gone up in, in the world. And then, of course, you know, the political culture of evil has done everything it can to redefine the family structure and try to say what we all know to be abnormal is normal. And of course, you know, there's a pressure on every side. People are feeling this at work. Yes. People are feeling, you know, unless they come into these ideas of inclusivity and all of these different things and ideologies from a very ungodly culture that, you know, they're under pressure to cave or they might lose their job. So that puts pressure on the family household. You know, as Christians, if you don't comply with certain company policies and certain things we support, you could lose your your pay. Yes. And so this is an increasing thing in families where Christians are feeling alienated, of course, and then just trying to make ends meet, pay the bills, raise their children, and all of these things. Um, And then just, again, the redefining of a traditional marriage. We've seen, I would just say, just even in the last two years, uh, the incredible, just combative way that the agenda of evil has brought that onslaught against God's people uh, to to redefine marriage, redefine gender. All of these different things is putting pressure on the family in a way that I don't think any of us just a few years ago would have thought that it could ever come to this level. Exactly. And so my point is, I feel the timing of this book. Here's another example. The schools now are doing everything they can to try to indoctrinate our children on what it means to live in a godless culture. Hmm. The universities are teaching atheism and pretty much just a godless way of thinking. They are changing the biblical world worldview that we all grew up with. That's right. And understood as normal. And so now, you know, our young people are being, you know, pressured to become atheists. They're being taught to embrace false religion. Uh, they're being taught lawlessness is acceptable if you have a complaint or a cause. Um, they're being t- uh, taught to adopt a vile, evil base moral code that anything goes and if it feels good do it and you know the disrespect for parents and authority and all of this you know we know all of these things and um but it's just become so heightened and i feel like families again need a weapon to stand up and it goes back to our words now of course we know as believers we have to get out there we need to make our voice be heard I, i feel like donna that there has to come another level of bold preaching from our pulpits, Yes, uh, another bold level of Christian that is not afraid to stand up and take the heat. And there has to come a boldness back to the body of Christ, like the book of Acts, that when they were threatened not to continue to teach and preach in the name of Jesus, that they were able to still stand up despite the threat of imprisonment, that they still stood for what they knew to be true. So that is one side of that. But the other side of that, we don't want to dis count the prayer fight, and we need the declaration fight. We need God's people 
putting a resounding sound into the atmosphere. I've been telling prayer groups lately, take these decree books and decree into the realm of the spirit. Yes. Decree over your nation. Decree over your family. Let's decree over families. Decree over children. Decree over their school year. Mm-hmm. And, and decree over the culture. And so I feel like this book right now is so timely simply because of the culture of evil that is trying. The devil has an agenda because the family is the picture of Christ in the church. We have to understand why the the enemy has such a agenda to destroy it. Yes. That it's, it's, it's his plan. That's what he wants to do. So it's his plan to destroy it, and we can counter that. See, if I feel like if we could have the curtain rip back and we could see directly into the realm of the spirit, that's discerning of spirits. If we can see directly into the realm of the spirit, we would see how much our decrees can stop the powers of darkness from operating. Yes. So we need that not only as a personal tool, but a collective tool, because the family right now is the target of the enemy. And we need to not just be able, but we need to counter the devil in his maneuvers. And this is this is a good place to start for those families that are feeling helpless. You know, not everybody's a minister. Yes. Not everybody has, you know, the word uh, flowing in and out of them day to day, and that's a part of their daily life. But those that are believers and love God, but yet they just feel helpless, this is a great place to start to decree these things that yeah. God has said, to say them out loud, to build that confidence so that you don't feel helpless. I know you encourage people to invest in their families. This is this is an investment. Yeah. What is an investment? It's not just something you're spending money on, but an investment is something that yields a return. You use that, you use that phrase, Brenda, invest in your family. Now's the time to start investing right. in your family. Well, and it, it it doesn't cost a lot to speak the right things over them. And, you know, it's so easy to look at family. And one of the things I'll mention that there are declarations in the book where I do go beyond just the immediate family. There's loved ones, relatives, aunts, sure. uncles, grandparents. All of the um, extended family is so important. You know, sometimes people... Um, in the church or in the church world or believers will look at a certain extended family and just kind of have a give up kind of mindset. Like, you know, you're never going to fix Uncle Joe over there because he's a wreck, you know? I mean, so sometimes people just throw their hands in the air like, oh, forget Uncle Joe. Or, you know, Christmas is a is a terrible time to even think because, you, you know, you don't want all these people to get together because it's just chaos. And so, you know, and by the way, I do have declarations in the book that talk about gatherings of joy, birthday of blessings, things where because sometimes family get-togethers are the hardest. And they can be stressful. I mean, people, instead of looking at them with uh, anticipation or excitement, sometimes they can be stressful, just like you just said. I know. It's true. And so, you know, there's people that, you know, I've, I've spoke to people that, in fact, they said, you know, during the COVID year, they said, you know, we kind of look forward to not being able to get with everybody. <laughs> I, it was, just, isn't that sad? But it's just one of those, it's just, they were speaking what sometimes all different ones feel. Exactly. And so the fact of the matter is, is I have declarations over that so that people don't feel helpless when it comes to the family struggles, that we all have them on different levels in different ways, different places but that they feel like they have a tool, like when those, you know, in-laws, outlaws, whatever you want to call them, are getting ready to come over for the gathering, you can put those words in the atmosphere. Yes, I have read some of those, and I believe it's just wisdom from God, Brenda. I mean, I know you are a very highly intelligent lady, but I feel the wisdom and I feel the revelation that God was speaking into you to write these declarations. And even Jesus himself taught the importance of family. But something that you make note of here is, but he emphasized that the kingdom must be first. Yeah, your, your family's important. It's important. But the kingdom still must be first. Why, why is that? Well, first of all, if you don't put the kingdom first, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom and all these other things will be added to you. Sometimes we do get it backwards because, you know, society doesn't teach a God first mentality. But we just know that. 
that if you put God first, you put the things of the kingdom first, God takes the other things. That doesn't mean that there won't be, you won't have to make hard choices to put the kingdom first. A lot of the reason people don't is because there's pushback from that. You know, there's accusation that can come from that. People can misunderstand your intentions when you put the things of the kingdom ahead of them or something else. That's one of the things society is trying to bring against the church right now is, well, wait a minute, how can you, that's such a narrow way of thinking, how can you not consider love for all people? You know, you've heard this come out from different groups about different things, especially when it comes to moral culture. So fact of the matter is kingdom first is how you get the blessing of God and how people do end up hearing your voice. You know, they need to know the world really is hungry for somebody that has a different paradigm. They want to know what is different about you other than the fact you claim to be a believer. What is different about you? Well, they need to see your choice, your lifestyle. Another element that I think is so important in kingdom first that, and this is what shifts families, is the element of the supernatural. Right. We cannot have, you know, blessed families unless we can trust the supernatural. That's why I put a lot of declarations in the book that have to do with, like, glory in the atmosphere, that when the family comes over, every person that enters our house is going to feel the glory and the anointing of God. They're going to walk in here and feel peace in our home. We decree, we declare, we prophesy that this house is saturated with the power of God, that when people come in here, they receive a tangible touch from the Holy Spirit. If we declare that, that means family members are going to come in, rebellious teenagers. They come in, they feel the anointing. And so when we put kingdom first, we put God first, we put his power first, it is going to affect the people around us. And you know something that that really spoke to me when you were teaching about this in the book is that helps me to know I don't have to just rely on myself, my own wisdom, my own knowledge. I don't have to rely on me in the natural because like you said, there's a supernatural element there when we realize kingdom first, kingdom Absolutely. first. Absolutely, and, and I believe we're just coming in prophetically to a season, and God has been saying this through the prophets. So many people have been sensing that we are just coming into a season where there's going to be a wave of the supernatural like we have not seen it before, and that the move of God is going to be so obvious, it's going to be so prevalent that people that would want to deny it won't even be able to deny it because it is going to be that powerful and that obvious. And so I believe we have to get back to a dependence on the supernatural God and that same God that can intervene in your own household, in your own life, with your own relatives, with the people that you know around you. They can walk in your house and the anointing of God can touch them. And we don't have to depend on ourselves. Listen, it takes a supernatural God. You know, you could have a family member, maybe a teenager, maybe a spouse or a loved one that is so far away from God. And I always tell people, listen, go back to what God did with the apostle Paul, Saul, who later became Paul. God knocked him off his high horse when he was least (laughs) expecting it. That man was in total rebellion and seemed unchangeable. He was a murderer. And yet all of a sudden in one supernatural moment— that he was thrown from his his place, and he became one of the greatest apostles of Scripture. So if God can do it for that man, he can do it with your family. And I like to go back to Acts you know, 16.31, you shall be saved, and your family as well. Yes. That was what was spoken in that jailhouse. And so, you know, that whole households can get saved at once. You know, why not? Why not have faith for that kind of thing? We're in an age where we're going to see the supernatural things of God move like never before. And it's going to be astounding and shocking. It already is happening. We're seeing mass salvations take place, healings, deliverances. I mean, I feel like our church has been in an incredible season of revival. And I just believe if that's happening on the corporate level, national level, it's going to happen in our households. And we have to trust 
that a supernatural God can take care of our homes. Amen to that. Well, let me take just a minute here and tell everyone who's listening about this seriously, I mean seriously, honestly, life-changing resource package that we're offering today. It's Brenda Kuhneman's brand new book, Daily Decrees for Family Blessing and Breakthrough, and Brenda's exclusive audio teaching series. You can get this for yourself, for your friends, even your church library. That way, Everybody can benefit from from the study groups in your church to the families in your church. So be sure and listen to Sid at the end of the program so that he can tell you how you can get this powerful resource package by Brenda Kuhneman. You will be so glad that you did. Brenda, what you are saying in a nutshell is, before we go into some of these decrees, what we speak over our family matters. Yes, it sure does. And I tell you, it not only matters, but it'll change your family. It'll change you. It'll change how we view our own family. It'll change how we view our household. It will help us understand that God wants us blessed. God wants the the family experience, the family environment, the household environment to be a place of peace, to be a place of refuge, not a place of struggle and stress and fighting and discouragement. He wants it to be um, a place that, because he's the designer of the family anyway, right? Yes. So that's what God wants us to experience in our family and our home's fulfillment as he intended it. And so that's God's plan. We have to have faith for it, and we can decree for it in Jesus' name. Yes, yes. Well, let's start there. You just talked about peace. I want to go through some of the the decrees in the book. Oh, there's so many. Brenda, I could not believe that you put so many in there. I mean, there's practical ones, there's spiritual ones, there's supernatural ones. But anyway, let's start there. And this time that we are in, uh, it has been a mess for the last couple of years, and a lot of people have been robbed of their peace. But you actually have a decree in your book, Peace in Our Home. Tell us about that. What, what, What are some of the things that the decree says why is it important to say that? And whatever you want to say as far as encouragement. Well, let me just, if I might, let me just declare it over the people. Let's oh, yes. Let's just do that. Yes. Let's just make this declaration. I want you, if you're listening right now, I want you to just receive this. If you feel like you've been robbed of peace, and if you feel like the enemy has tried to take that, whether it be your marriage, your family, your house, or with your children, maybe, maybe there's a whole lot of chaos going on. In fact, I feel like there are some marriages that have been under attack. There's been some squabbling and fighting. And listen, don't underestimate the power of the enemy that would try to come and create strife. He is the creator of strife. And this decree will help you counter him. So I want you to receive this as I declare this right now. In the name of Jesus, I say today we decree. Now, when I say we, it's you and I in agreement. So you're never alone. You are in agreement as we. And that's why it's written that way. So today we decree that our home is filled with God's unsurpassed peace. The atmosphere is saturated with tranquility and serenity. We rely on the Lord's peace, which provides a sense of assurance in our minds and in our emotions. We declare that we are relaxed. We are calm. Come on, just receive that right now. You're relaxed. You're calm. You're not fretting. Come on. You are relaxed. We break the powers of agitation, mayhem, chaos, and disarray In the name of Jesus, we cast out any evil spirit that would bring disorder to the atmosphere. We declare that those who dwell in our home contribute to the peace. Come on, declare that over your children. Declare that over everybody that lives in your house. We speak that every person who enters our home is enveloped in heavenly peace. And we say that our home is a place where guests feel the Lord's supernatural rest upon them, and it opens the way for miracles in their lives. We speak great peace upon our home in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. I just feel like, Donna, that went right into somebody right now. I feel like that somebody's listening and they're taking their peace back. And uh, in fact, that I feel in the spirit that that peace has been agitated by some physical conditions and some of your family members, that there's been some problems even with some physical diagnosis that has come from the doctor. And I just say right now, a reversal is coming to that. Yes. That peace is coming back to your house. And I feel like the Lord is saying, don't get caught up in what 
the doctor has said, don't let it rob your peace. Just know that there is peace that, that passes understanding that comes from the Holy Throne, that comes from my throne, says the Spirit. So just receive your peace back. For the Lord says, it shall be well with you. And that what they have prognosticated and what they have diagnosed, the Lord says, come in agreement with me and speak it. There is a divine reversal and it shall not be as they say in Jesus name. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, yes. And what about this one? I know you spoke a little bit about the glory in the atmosphere uh, a few minutes ago. What about this one? Well, I love that. I do too. <laughs> again, I feel like it's the supernatural that changes things anyway. But let me just speak this over the people right now, Donna. Uh, I want you to receive this. If you're listening, come on, you're people of the glory. So just receive this in your spirit. We decree that an atmosphere of God's glory floods our home. Come on, you need to take that out of the spirit. We speak and say that the presence of the Lord is everywhere. We call for the cloud of God's Shekinah glory to invade every room and crevice of our house. May every person who enters here be affected by the glory of the Lord. Come on, every teenager, every loved one, every family, every person, even if it's a salesperson, I say every person's <laughs> affected. Because the atmosphere of glory, because of that atmosphere, we receive the goodness of the Lord. Even as Moses saw God's goodness when he encountered the glory, we take authority over any demonic interference. Come on, that's something you need to say. Nothing interferes with God's glory moving in your house. And that it would, anything that would try to squelch the atmosphere of glory, we take authority over it. We prophesy that in the glory we are changed, we are healed, we are delivered. We submit ourselves to whatever the Holy Spirit wants to accomplish in our house and we thank you lord that your glory permeates permeates us and it is welcome in our house even like moses we ask you lord let us see your glory and we want to experience it daily in our home in jesus name amen yes, yes. and you have so many other ones you have one that that goes along with that if we have that atmosphere in our home of glory then we also can create an atmosphere for miracles and decree and declare yes, that our home yes. be an atmosphere for miracles. Okay, what about this one, Brenda? What about this one? I looked at this title of this decree and I was like, what? What does that mean? A, a no-fly zone. A no-fly zone. Okay, what what so is that I gotta give you a little. I got to give you a little Bible on this one. Okay. So if you remember when the plagues began to come to the children of Egypt and as the children of Israel, this is in, in, the, in Exodus, and all of a sudden, you remember, there was the plague that came with the, you know, the river was turned to blood, the frogs came, and this is in Exodus, the eighth chapter, and the 22nd verse, and it was by the fourth plague that God finally says these words, and I just want to give people this scripture. God said in Exodus 8:22, God said, I will sever in that day the land of Goshen in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there. Okay, and that was the day that God said, I will sever Goshen from Egypt. I'll put a difference. Uh, the King James says a division, but one translation says in verse 23 of Exodus 8, I will put a difference between my people and thy people. So understand that God has separated you for his blessing. He has extracted you out of this earth to be marked for blessing. That's what it means to be marked with favor. And so the no-fly zone means no fly of the enemy, no swarm of the devil can come in my house. And that's something we pray in our church. We say our house, this church, our family, this is a no-fly zone to the devil. Just like the swarm of flies could not fly against the homes of the children in Goshen, the children of Israel, they're not going to fly against my house. Amen. And so that's what a no-fly zone is. That You need to say your house is a no-fly zone to the devil. It's a no-fly zone to his swarm of flies, because the Bible calls him the Lord of the flies, right? Right. So... This is a no-fly zone. No fly from the pit of hell can come against my house, just like the flies of evil could not come against the children of Israel. So this is what that declaration is. Let me decree this over the people. We decree that our house is a no-fly zone to the operations of the enemy. Just as the children of Israel were separated by God from the plague of flies that came on the Egyptians, so as we are protected from every plague of the enemy. No evil forces, plots, plans, or works of the demonic spirits can access the premises of our house. 
We say that the doors to our home are never entered by any entity that is in opposition to God. We break the power of any spells, incantations, hexes from any witch, warlock, or worker of divination in Jesus' name. We prophesy that no plague, no pestilence, accident, tragedy, calamity, mischief, or mayhem is allowed to enter here in Jesus' name. All forces of darkness and evil must cease and desist from any maneuver or operation being attempted against this household. Our house is protected by the blood of Jesus. A divine hedge surrounds our property, and the angels of the Most High are standing guard. We live in safety and peace. Our house is a no-fly zone to the enemy. Hallelujah. Brenda, I have to ask a question of all those who are listening. Honestly, when Brenda was decreeing that no-fly zone over my home, over my house, did you feel so powerful? Did you feel the power in those words that was coming forth? I promise that will happen when you speak these words out loud over your family and over your household. You know what, this next one, I have an actual testimony for this next one. We have a personal friend who was speaking this, this strife is broken over your home. A personal friend who was speaking this because they were having such contention and strife with one of their children. And they started speaking this decree out loud, Brenda, and she did not mention this to her child that she was having the problem with. She was declaring it, decreeing it, bringing forth the power in that word and in that declaration. And within two days, her household was peaceful, and that child, that teenage child, even came to her and and apologized and uh, refused to allow themselves to get back into that situation again. So it, she just, she took it, she started doing it, and within days, she saw a difference in her household. Will you declare that one over people right now that may be sensing? I would be honored any friction, any contention, anything with your children. How heartbreaking is that to parents? And so we do not want that in our homes. Yes, that's right. And just we, I just make this declaration over you right now. Today we break the power of strife over our home and our family. We decree our home is an environment where strife has no place and no voice. We rebuke all demonic powers that would create contention, bickering, quarrels, and altercations in Jesus' name. And we say that we refuse to be lured into strife-filled conversations and situations. Yes. We declare that anger, contention, touchiness, grouchiness, temper tantrums, and flare-ups are not allowed in our home. We prophesy that we are a family who controls our emotions, our words, our attitudes, and we submit them to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We say strife is replaced with patience and self-control. We do not stir up strife with our actions. We choose to create a home that is strife-free and contention-free. We prophesy that in our family and in our home, the power of strife is broken. Amen. 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 Well, Brenda, I know we don't have a whole lot of time here, and I I know we could go on and on. So I definitely want to encourage everybody once again to listen for Sid at the end of this program to get this resource that we're offering from Brenda Kuhneman. After reading Brenda's brand new book, Daily Decrees for Family Blessing and Breakthrough, I can honestly say, Brenda, I would not say this if I didn't believe it with all my heart. I can say that I believe this book belongs in every home and every church around the world. I mean, I believe it would be such a a powerful tool for every single person. And I say, you know what, speaking of the world, let's change the world. Let's do it starting, starting with our families. So again, Sid's going to be here at the end of the program to let you know how you can get this powerful resource package by Pastor Brenda Kuhneman. It's her brand new book, Daily Decrees for Family Blessing and Breakthrough, and her exclusive audio teaching series. So please do not miss it. Brenda, uh, I know our time is short. I wanted to touch on just two more generational curses What is that about, and how do we bind that? Well, exactly. Things are, we know generational curses are, you know, the things that get passed through the generation, habits, 
uh, ways of thinking, ways of life that get passed down from generation to generation. There's generational blessings, but then there can be the curses that simply just come because we take on the sin nature or the evils or the habits or just the ideology sometimes of the generations that have gone before us. And so ways of thinking, you know, and it doesn't all have to be demonic. Sometimes we think of, you know, the demonic things, sin habits, you know, whether, you know, that's a moral issue or, you know, a lot of times divorces pass through the generations. Right, and sometimes right. it could be simple things like, you know, nobody in my family had a new car, so I'll never get one, you know, something like that. But we need to break the power of that. There are things that are passed down. So this is that declaration. And I, I just know this is for some people listening. It says, we decree that all generational curses are bound and eradicated from our family. We prophesy that the sins of prior generations are broken and can no longer influence our bloodline. We declare that all ideas, habits, patterns, practices that are not of God are unable to operate in our family line. We break the power of any prior curses spoken through the spirit of witchcraft, and we prophesy that these curses are severed and shredded in the name of Jesus. We live and operate according to the will of God and his word, and we declare that our going forward, we step into a new and fresh generational blessing that shall be manifest upon our bloodline both now and in the future. We declare we are richly blessed because the curse upon our generation is broken in Jesus' name. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. yes. And for all these, let's end with this one, Brenda. You know, for everybody that's listening that, that thinks, I need some help. I can't do this alone. We know we have God on our side. We know we have the Holy Spirit. But you even say that we have angels surrounding us. Yes, and I think it's so important to recognize that your angels don't want to be bored. They want to be busy. <laughs> they want things to do. They're assigned to you and your life and your family for a reason. And they hearken to the voice of God's word. And so when God's word's in our mouth, they hearken to that. People need to decree the power and the work of the angels and the hosts that are around them. So let me make this declaration uh, before we close today. Uh, today, we decree that the angels of the Lord surround our home and family. They stand watch to ensure that we experience no tragedy or harm. We prophesy that we are under the charge of the royal guard of the hosts of heaven. They are keeping us safe and secure. We also say that they stand watch around the perimeter of our home and around every piece of property that we own. No thief, no attacker, no burglar, no plunderer can access our dwelling because the angels of the Lord are on duty and fighting on our behalf. The angels stand as ministers for us as the children of the Most High. Because these are ministering servants at work, we can live in peace and complete security. We are surrounded by his angels. Hallelujah. Brenda, Brenda, I just need to tell everyone that's listening, there are so many. Of course, we could not get to it today, but there's so many decrees in this book for your family. I just want to name a couple, and I'm sure you'll identify with a lot of these. A household of victory. No sickness in our house. How many, you know, need to be decreeing that over your household right now? Restful sleep. Brenda, you have a decree in there for restful sleep. Thank you. Uh, Financial. Financial provision and increase, no fear here, unity among us, effective communications, gatherings of joy you mentioned earlier, successful endeavors, and understanding and compassion, and many, many more. Brenda, Brenda, my goodness, this has really just been so powerful and what a read to speak these out loud and just just get that word down into your spirit, but then also get it out of your mouth through your words and speak it out. Will you pray before we leave? I would just love you to encourage the people to go ahead and begin today to do that daily declarations of blessing and breakthrough. Yes, hallelujah. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak over every person listening today. I declare right now that every person listening in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, that this is a new season for their life. We pray that they would begin to shift into a new paradigm, a new outlook, a new ideology that is straight from the throne room of God, that they will begin to take on heaven's mindset for their life. 
and that they will see and have the perspective of what heaven sees for them, for their future, for their family, their children, their generation. They will begin to see what heaven has for their health and their longevity and their life, that the plans of God, the purposes of God, that they will be established over every person under the sound of my voice right now. And I just declare over them that the enemy cannot abort anything that God has planned anything that God has designed and purpose for it has been established yes. and planned by heaven. And so now we do commission the angels over the people of God. We say hosts of heaven, go, go and do the work that God has intended for his people as ministering servants sent forth to minister for the heirs of salvation. We commission the host to go forth and bring in blessings, bring in healings, bring in the harvests that have been planned by heaven. We say great harvest seasons are coming at the hands of the hosts that are being brought forward to the people of God. And right now we speak a divine shift and a turnaround to every circumstance, every situation that has seemed to come as an onslaught of the spirits of darkness, we say right now a shift comes to it, and it turns immediately by the power of God. We break the power of the enemy, and we say that their lives truly are a no-fly zone to the devil. And in the name of Jesus, I say by this time tomorrow, things begin to change. Things begin to change in households. Things begin to change in marriages. Where there's been misunderstanding, there is understanding. Where there has been strife, there is love. We say that the, all that the enemy has planned and has tried to bring up in homes, the homes of the families of these people, I say right now it reverses and turns around and the opposite is true. So right now, Father, we ask that your great divine supernatural power would rest upon each person listening, and we ask for your touch. Let them sense you, my Father. Yes. Let them sense your power like never before and know that they know that they know everything is going to be all right in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Brenda, thank you so much for being with us. Wow. That is just so powerful. Thank you. And thank you to all of you who are listening. And now here's Sid Roth to tell you how you can get this powerful and life-changing resource package by Pastor Brenda Kuhneman. Sid. God says, It's time to defeat the assignments of hell against your family and create heavenly atmospheres in your home. In daily decrees for family blessing and breakthrough, Brenda Kuhneman outdoes anything she's ever done before. She is going to equip you with personalized, powerful, Bible-based prophetic declarations to restore years all of the years the enemy has stolen and bring you a new freedom and surround your loved ones with supernatural protection. Don't wait. Call now to get Brenda Kuhneman's brand new book, Daily Decrees for Family Blessing and Breakthrough, and her exclusive three CD audio teaching package, which includes the two-part message, No More Interruptions to Answered Prayer, and a brand new and exclusive message designed just for you. Your household shall be saved, all for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H. Dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9761. Again, that's offer number 9761. 